102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny with a high of 43 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Before you get into anything, I just got to let you know that this thing is not working and you're going to have to push the uh, the music <sighs> on your side of the board. What a burden. Because I don't, uh, for some reason, I, I can't even pull up anything on here. Really? What, yeah. <laughs> what, is th- what is this? Uh, I don't know. It's all seeming to, uh, to all culminate at the end of the year well it's the end of the year crash that's what we like to do yeah we like to just make things not work we were off the air six times yesterday no wonder uh, machines aren't uh, working the way they should six times and nobody noticed <laughs> that's weird <laughs> yeah that is the that is a problematic hollywood trash is brought to you by aqua pump an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, I knew she could do it. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is number one on the Billboard Hot 100 as it's added uh, as it adds a 13th total week at the chart's highest bow. So well-deserved. The Carol reigns in a record-extending fifth holiday season. It was originally released on Carrie's album uh, Merry Christmas in November of 1994. And as uh, streaming has grown and holiday music has become more prominent on streaming services playlists, it hit the Hot 100's top 10 for the first time in December of 2017 and the top five for the first time in the 2018 season. It led at last prior to this week over the holidays in 2019 for three weeks. Two weeks for it in 2020, three weeks in 2022, or I'm sorry, 2021, and then four weeks in 2022. But now it's 13 weeks. It's a total guilty pleasure, Steve. And then she goes, when I wrote it, I absolutely had no idea the impact the song would eventually have worldwide. Who is that? That's Mariah Carey. Wow, she's really let her voice go. Actually, she kind of talks like that. That's one of those songs, Steve, that uh, you know I don't want to like. I just can't help it. That's what she did, too. I've heard uh, that. That could be a hit. She uh, of gratitude. So many people who will enjoy it each and every year. Yeah, see, I hear it. I, she, I totally hear it. I think you're knocking out of the park, that yeah, impersonation. She, she's got a she's got a little uh, raspy voice there. She's got something stuck in her throat. Russell Brand has been questioned by Metropolitan Police for the second time in relation to further to a further six allegations of historical sex offenses, according to the BBC. It is understood he was interviewed under caution on December 14th. This is all like British talk. So I don't know what yeah. under caution means. That's probably like, oh, he was read his rights and, you know. Or, he, you know, his uh, his attorney was present. Meanwhile, there's some English bloke out there listening to this show. That's not what it means. I don't know what you idiots know what you're talking about. What is that? That's a, that's a Cockney accent. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. You like right, that? I guess I can see it. An investigation by the Sunday Times and... Uh, Channel 4's dispatches. That must be the 22 News I team and, and the BBC. Yeah, that's the yeah, <laughs> that's the reported line on the BBC. Oh my God! Guess what we saw? We saw caution tape around a crime scene. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they revealed allegations of rape, sexual assaults, and emotional abuse against the British comedian and actor. Brand previously has denied the claims. 
The Met said a man in his 40s attended a police station in South London on the 14th of December. He was first questioned by police on November 16th over three other claims. The force said the man has now been questioned in relation to nine alleged offenses. It said inquiries were continuing. The uh, story was first reported in the Times back in September, uh, and that the Met said it would investigate all allegations. So here's the thing. <laughs> if my uh, recollection is right, and I have no reason to believe I'm wrong, uh, he is an admitted sex addict. Right. And he has gone through the process of recovery in some way. I, I, I don't know what that involves entirely, but it sounds like many of these allegations are coming from before he sought help for the addiction. Yeah. So it's... I. So it's not to say that he isn't guilty or not responsible, but if you're placing a timeline on it, then this kind of shouldn't be too much of a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, but having a sex addiction uh, doesn't really give you the right to oh, no. do those things. I totally agree. Yeah. It gives him no right to, to abuse anybody. But if you're trying to understand, well, you know, is this a surprise? Did we not see this coming? I don't know. I don't know. Katy Perry said he was a creep years ago. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, James McCaffrey, an actor best known for voicing the popular video game character Max Payne, has died after a battle with cancer, according to TMZ. A rep for the star told them that McCaffrey passed away Sunday surrounded by friends and family. Uh, They were told he had been diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma and uh, that he ultimately succumbed to the disease. Uh, This is a huge, wildly popular game. And these video games are not, like, the video games we grew up with, with the pong back and forth on the screen. These are like actual like movies, you know, yeah. with real actors. And uh, well, let's not, you know, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, those pong games are pretty good, though. They are pretty good. Very addicting. But uh, you know, th- this is this is the this is the reason why it's so popular. Because uh, you know, as you and I might not know who this guy is. There's a lot of people out there that do, you know. True, Steve. Well, I'm just saying, because uh, I don't know nothing about video games anymore. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Not since Pong. Not since Pong. Uh, the Batman, uh, George Clooney, uh, will not be back as Batman ever. The Batman and Robin star uh, briefly appeared as an alternate timeline Bruce Wayne in multiverse movie The Flash, but uh, Clooney told Entertainment Tonight... That he has hung up his cape, and he's never doing it again. Well, I thought there was such a clamor for me to come back, as you know, the uh, boys in the boat director said. There was a bit where I said I'm actually wearing my rubber nipples, and they were like, can we do it without the rubber nipples? I was like, well, it's not really my Batman, is it, then? He wants the rubber nipples. Yeah, that's good enough reason to either take the gig or not. He added, I don't think there's enough drugs in the world for me to go back. Uh, along with Clooney, Ben Affleck played Batman in the uh, the Flash. Two Supermen also existed in the movie, with Nicolas Cage finally portraying the Superman he was slated to play for the Tim Burton scrap 1998 film Superman Lives. The uh, Flash actor uh, Clooney previously quipped to Variety in 2021 that his Batman did destroy a franchise for Joel Showmaker's 1997 Batman and Robin. You know, uh, not to age anybody but he's also a 62 year old man you know, what's what's the uh, what do you think is the age, the maximum age to be playing Batman wasn't Michael Keaton coming back as Batman how old is he 
easily in his 70s. I was going to say, so it's not like they're... Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you can I know, do anything you want with with movies because you just have somebody else do the, the action scenes. I get that, but if you're if you're Batman and you're chasing, like, say, the penguin and you yeah. grab, grab your walker, make sure the tennis balls are in the bottom of the walker so that you don't trip coming out of the... Uh, out of the the Bat Cave or the uh, the Batmobile, yeah. Well, Seems the, to me it's not uh, you're not really crime fighting at that point. And the Batmobile is from Wingate, and it has a lift on the back of it yeah. that lets you slowly drop to the ground. Yeah. Plus, it's got the placard yeah. so they can get the yeah. handicap parking. I get, I get you. Hey, Kim Kardashian showcased her tiny waist in a waist in a crop top walking around Beverly Hills yesterday. Really? Yeah. Just said something to say. Oh my God, the last time I showed my tiny waist was when Ray J decorated me like a Wyoming toaster strudel in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her snack on the Cincinnati potato chip. You're going to have to look that one yeah, up. Yeah, you, you explained it to me and it just didn't seem plausible. I had blown it right into the spanker, Chief. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the ambushed Paddington. Okay. And that is? Well, let's. Just, I can't describe what it is, but she's a 68-year-old woman who sleeps with a teddy bear. Someone had to take care of that damn thing. <laughs> She'll never sleep with it ever again. <sighs> that's the second thing that was stuffed that day. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I uh, Celebrate the savings on new Hondas during Curry. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday I told you about the Red Sox and the San Francisco Giants, both offering $300 million contracts for Japanese free agent pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Now, as you know, that's a lot of money, but the Red Sox and Giants are not the only ones who are ready to drop the motherload of cash to sign this guy. Plenty of other teams like to get their mitts in this young fella. It just so happens that the Red Sox and Giants were stupid enough to let everybody know how much they were willing to spend, thereby giving everybody else the advantage of knowing that they'll have to do just a little bit better. So far, you got teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Cardinals, Toronto, and the Dodgers all expressing interest in signing him. Now, and signing him before Christmas. Now, let's all try to look at this objectively. Let's say that you and I are at a car auction. Again, hypothetical, does not represent any real financial intention. And let's say there's a rusted out crap box on the trading block that I was going to use for parts. Now, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you wanted the same rusted out crap box that I wanted. Since we both can't have the same rusted out crap box, we must then place bids. For me to outbid you, I would likely not share any of my financial intentions because by doing so, that would inform you and other interested parties to make a higher bid. You see where I'm going with us on this one? If the Red Sox had any real intention to sign this guy, then the perhaps they should have shut up about it. Sure, $300 million for a guy who's never pitched at the major league level seems like a lot of money, and that's because it is. But by blurting out your offer, you've just told the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, and the Dodgers where the bar has now been set. And that's just simply stupid because that sort of thing has just blown up the asking price. On the other hand, that sort of offer could also get rid of all the suckers who might not be willing to go that high. But 
that's not how I haggle my way through life's occasional financial conundrums. I try to keep my mouth shut, sl- uh, my mouth shut, slap on some poker face, and let the other guy make the first move and the first mistake. Because that is how haggling is supposed to be done. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Is it too late to decorate? Heck no. Holiday decorations, 50% off at Rocky's. Not some of them, all of them. Get creative and get the place looking cheerful and ready for the holidays. Save 50% on all holiday decor at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nangle and Rock 102. It's going to be... Nice and sunny today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Of course, we're still seeing some effects of yesterday. Section of Route 5 in Northampton is closed due to all that flooding that we had. The rain finally stopped, but the effects are lingering. The flooding of major waterways is uh, shutting down roads this morning. Route 5 between East Hampton and Northampton is closed. That's uh, Luckily, that's not a very heavily traveled route. You never see people wanting to go from Holyoke to East Hampton. Mass DOT made the announcement overnight shutting down the road at 2 a.m. Uh, according to the National Weather Service, the Connecticut River reached a minor flood stage around 3 a.m. this morning at 112 feet. They forecast it will continue to rise to 115 feet, clearing a moderate flood stage. This is all after inches of rainfall all over the region and, uh, and importantly, areas north. Greenfield saw five and a half inches of rain from Monday alone. Wow. Greenfield never sees five and a half inches of anything. Uh, occasionally they do, but usually those are things from out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, five inches fell throughout the parts of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, other states you know, reporting anywhere between four to five inches. Uh, you had hundreds of thousands of people uh, lose power throughout New England. Flights at Logan... Uh, you know, were canceled. You had schools reporting delays. Yep. I mean, my ride home was, uh, you know, I didn't see a lot of, I mean, there were trees that were down, but nothing blocked me from getting to my house. And, uh, you know, I was grateful for that. Yeah. But I must have spent, oh my God, uh, a good 15 minutes resetting all of my clocks uh, that, uh, had been uh, taken out of uh, the correct time. Zapped out by the power. Yeah, I mean it's you know the the coffee maker, the yeah. m- microwave oven, uh, the regular oven. I mean, it took it took me forever. It took me all day. It's your it's your own personal uh, your own personal struggle. Well, this is how there. I rebuild after yeah. natural disasters. You have to go and reset the clocks everywhere. Good for you. Well, you know, uh, you know what's important. You know, the microwave has to be set correctly, and the and the yeah. coffee maker's got to be on time. Well, uh, I didn't see, I mean, I drove home yesterday and it was pretty windy, like the wind was blowing with the rain on top of that, which was kind of making it a mess. Um, But I didn't see any like major uh, trees down. However, I didn't go through Westfield yesterday. Usually I go home through Westfield. Mm -hmm. I just took the back roads through Montgomery because apparently there was some flooding out in Westfield at certain uh, certain roads. Homestead Avenue, when I when, and that was the other thing, because I, I usually go Homestead Avenue on Route 202 in Holyoke there, right, right. off the 91. There was a big flood down there on Homestead Avenue. Luckily, uh, luckily my minivan uh, made it through. Is that a four-wheel drive minivan? It actually is a four-wheel drive Really? Minivan. Can you go, uh, like, uh, 
off road in that thing, like kind of like Bahan around the uh, yeah, the area. I don't think the tires are big enough for that, but uh, it's it, it holds its own. Yeah, it holds its own, and with such great shock uh, shock absorbers and yeah. uh, stabilization, you can go through those kinds of environmental uh, you know, problems without spilling anything from the cup holders. That's true. Matter of fact, when John Kupek from uh, Leah Toyota sold that van to me, he said, "Listen, uh, Stevie." Let me just tell you something here, pal. <laughs> this thing turns into a boat when you need it the most. It's the chitty chitty bang bang yeah. of the Toyota line. Just don't take your foot off the gas in the middle of the in the middle of the puddle because you'll never make it through. I'm watching video yesterday of uh, you ever go down 146 to get to Rhode Island? Yeah. Oh, so you get off the pike on 146, and it's a great yeah. way to get into Providence, which mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you don't mind a broken up bridge you're getting from one end of the the town to the other, that's fine. But parts of 146 were completely flooded mm-hmm. yeah, and that's like a, a major cut through mm-hmm. to get anywhere between you know central mass to to rhode island oh god we can't get to rhode island please spare me there are some people steve that really do like to get to uh places like i know uh, you know sutton or uh what else uh, would there be uh you know any any part south of worcester yeah sometimes people want to get there why it's not a matter of why, it's a matter of why not. Yeah, 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 okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a hell of a storm yesterday. And, you know, we were lucky because in the Springfield area, there weren't as many, uh, you know, power outages as you would have seen in other parts of the state. Still, no. There's still a couple hundred thousand homes within yeah. Massachusetts that they still don't have power. Well, most of the damage was up north, up uh, above Northampton, Greenfield area, like I was just saying about how they had to close. Uh, and they just got electricity for the very first time. Well, the hamster drowned. The oh, one yeah, that was running the wheel to make the whole city move, it drowned in a puddle. Oh, that's too in bad. It's cage yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, it was mostly north of us, and... Uh, it still doesn't make it any better for the people who had to deal with it and are still dealing with it today. Obviously, Route 5 is closed in East Hampton uh, today, going up to Northampton. There was a uh, 89-year-old man from Hingham uh, killed when a high wire, uh, when the high winds caused a tree to fall over and hit his trailer. Yeah, I read that yesterday. What a horrible thing. You know, you think you're safe inside somewhere, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a giant oak tree comes down and ends it for you. Uh, in Wyndham, Maine, part of a tree fell and killed a man who was removing uh, debris from his roof. Ugh. Now, uh, listen, I understand you don't want that stuff up there, but wait till the might, end. Wait, wait till it's over. Wait till it's all said and done. Yeah, tomorrow is a is a perfectly fine time to remove the stuff from your roof. Don't go up there in a windstorm. Yeah, it's not a good idea, and I don't know why people can't wait until the end to do that. What is that? What? Uh, I better go get that branch that fell on the roof. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Guy died in the Catskills uh, when the uh, the vehicle he was driving went around a barricade and a flooded road, and it was swept into the Catskill Creek. That's not a good way to go. Well, at least you died in a nice place. Yeah, the Catskills are breathtaking. Beautiful but, this but, time of year. But, you know, when it's surrounded by, you know, hurricane-style winds and, you know, flooding downpours yeah probably not the best place to go sightseeing no probably not at but, least for uh, that guy um but yeah it was a it was it was a quite the nasty uh storm you know they canceled my kids school yesterday at, at, like they sent them all home at noon 
get the call at like 1030 mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're going to release everybody and send everybody home for uh, 1210 because, uh, you know, it's going to get bad throughout the rest of the day. As soon as they made that announcement, the sun started coming out uh, and all the kids yeah, are jumping for joy yeah. going, it's Christmas week. Thank goodness uh, for bad weather. You know, children see that kind of irony, too. Yeah, They yeah. really do. They thrive off of it. Well, that's all my kid was talking about. Yeah, you know, with her friends, you can hear her talking on the phone. Yeah, and then the sun came out after they announced it. You know, I was like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be saying it too. Yeah, I, you know, I remember like, uh, like your know, days when school was canceled because of the threat of a storm that never came. Yeah, and you got the whole day off to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'll miss those days. Yeah, but you know what? The problem with doing that is uh, now it's a little bit better with the school closing because usually they'll tell you the night before. You yeah, know, if they're anticipating weather. They're not going to, you know, especially in our area up in the hills, you never know what it's going to be like up there. And most of the time they'll cancel the school and nothing will really happen. But you, you got to think about the people who live up on those mountains in the in the because it's a regional school district. So people up in Middlefield and all that stuff, right. they get hit a lot harder than the people down in the, the surfs down in the valley like myself mm-hmm. uh, who live near the river. Yeah, but you know what? The, but the technological advances that allows a school to contact everybody at yeah. once in advance of an impending storm. Yeah. You know, that technology is advanced. Whereas I'm not really entirely sure the technology that predicts storms like that really has because it's been it's been noted before that sometimes mm-hmm. the threat of rain or snow uh, doesn't always materialize. Now you've canceled school for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Well, but that's what I was getting at. You know, you get up in the morning and you don't know school's canceled yet. Yeah. You're already up and you're already wide awake. That's not something you want to be uh, awake for. I would rather know the night before going, hey, I don't have to get up for school. I'm just going to stay in bed all day long as opposed to getting up, getting ready, and then finally figuring out that, hey, school's canceled. But you could always go back to bed. And sleep more. Can you? You've already had uh, a couple of Red Bulls. You've already had... Uh, well, these kids are getting... Energy <laughs> drinks. I don't know how many kids are drinking the Red Bulls early in the morning. Well, that's how they stay awake throughout the rest of the day. I guess. I'm just saying. It would be nice to know the night before versus uh, the morning of. It's uh, just about 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Happy other holidays. 629 and Lenny Kravitz with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I, my apologies. I asked you to do something like two seconds before we <sighs> go on the air. and uh, I tried to get it done. Uh, that was uh, that was my snafu. So I apologize for that. Yeah. Well, well I'll not listen. apologize for everything else that you do. I'm just saying that this particular one. Well, I don't think, it, uh, I, I don't think you're really on the hook to have to, uh, have to apologize for anything I do. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- this computer that I usually run the audio off of yeah. is is off, and I and I haven't uh, crawled under the board to put it back on. See, this is this is a casualty from yesterday's power outage. Mm-hmm. The computer doesn't just turn back on by itself, which it should. Yeah, I think we should uh, we should get that kind of setting put in there. Right, but. Uh, you are now are in control of the thing, and you don't know where all the stuff is. And I'm trying to like walk you through it. And uh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I could, the the simple explanation would be I could go uh, beneath the board here on my hands and knees uh-huh. and restart your computer. Yeah, even though it really should be on your side of the room, but mm-hmm. it's on my side of the room. Problem with that is uh, I don't want to get uh, you know down on the floor. Yeah, I, do. listen, I mean, at I my age, it's getting back up. But that's the that's the worst part. 
I, I don't blame you, uh, but you're going to have to play the joke intro, and I don't think it's the same <clears> one that we usually use every well, day. Well, I got a bunch here, and I don't know which one is the, uh, the, the one we're using. Well, I don't think it's the one we're using because I heard you preview it, and that's not the one. But it doesn't really matter because it's really just about the joke as opposed to whatever the intro is. To All right. Well, then let's uh, let's see if this is the one. All right. Let's okay. Try it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. No, that's not, that's not. That's, that's okay. Not, that one. What's wrong with that? Is that the one? I said just play it. I'll just try this so one. we can just get through it's it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny uh, how? I mean, funny like oh, I'm This is the one. On rotator? Rotator? 102. No. I make oh. you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You got it right. And I didn't even have to. Only took two tries. All right. So a rabbit walks into a grocery store, right? Yes. He bangs his paws on the counter. Pound of carrots, please. And the shopkeeper says, I'll get you the carrots, but please do not bang your paws on the counter like that. The rabbit takes the carrots and leaves. The next day, he comes back again, bangs his paws on the counter. Pound of carrots, please. This time, the shopkeeper is more annoyed. I'll let you get the carrots, but... But do not bang your paws on the counter. You're leaving scratch marks. The rabbit takes the carrots and leaves. The next day, he comes back again, bangs his paws on the counter. Pound of carrots, please. <laughs> now the shopkeeper is livid. Listen, I'm going to get you the carrots, but if you do that one more time, I'm going to nail your paws to the counter. So the rabbit takes wow. the carrots and he leaves. Next day, the rabbit comes back. This time, he politely asks, excuse me, do you have any nails? And the and the, and the and the shopkeeper goes. This is a grocery store, not a hardware store. Why would we sell nails? And the rabbit says, "In that case, pound of carrots, please." Ah! He can't really nail his paws yeah. to the yeah. bar. It's kind of like that uh, the duck and the lemonade and the grapes and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Our major storm system continues. 635 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, as you, we uh, just talked about earlier this morning, there's a lots of closures around the area, That one of them being the section of Route 5 in Northampton uh, is closed due to flooding it, between Northampton and East Hampton. Route 5 is completely closed because the Connecticut River reached a minor flood stage around 3 a.m. this morning at 112 feet. They uh, forecast it will continue to rise to 115 feet. So, Thankfully, like you said before, there aren't a whole lot of people who um, <clears throat> travel on Route 5 between East Hampton no, and Northampton no, no. Uh, in Holyoke. Thank, thank goodness for that. Uh, thank goodness that we, d- we don't have that. Greenfield has declared a state of emergency uh, for for the flood stages, they had. To, I was reading the story on Mass Live yesterday. It was like hundreds of thousands of gallons of poo uh, from the sewage treatment uh, plant uh, being dumped into the. Uh, it's not the Connecticut River. What is it? The is it the Greenfield River up there? I don't know. It's what now that the is. Brownfield River. Oh, the Green River and the Deerfield River. Now the Brown River. Well, it's all brown eventually. Yeesh. The uh, city of Greenfield remains under a state of emergency after rainfall caused significant flooding and debris in roadways throughout the community. Steve, I believe it's pronounced debris. No, it's. I think it's pronounced debris. You know, I don't care about your stupid little uh, Ivy League school you went to. I, it's not. Marquette's far from Ivy League. What, your uh, poison Ivy League school that you went to. That's more like it. Yeah. 
The uh, state of emergency was officially declared at 12.30 p.m. yesterday. Rainfall in the town caused rapid water rising in local rivers, including the Green and Deerfield Rivers. Several streets uh, were also closed on Monday due to flooding and debris in the roadways. As of Monday evening... Steve, I believe it's pronounced debris. Yeah, okay, Mr. Marcotte. Uh, as of Monday evening, uh, Steve, I believe it's pronounced Marquette, not no, Marcotte, no, thought, like Marcotte Ford. Uh, they got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Oh, I thought uh, your school was sponsoring uh, our uh, our podcast, and they nope. fi- and they fix and sell vehicles uh, no. of the Ford kind. There, that's uh, Marcotte Ford in Holyoke, not oh. Marquette University, which is about nine hundred miles away. Well, no, but you were close to uh, Detroit, where they made a lot of those Fords. It's still a 10-hour drive to get from uh, campus to Detroit. Is it really that far away? I don't know. I'm just throwing the time out there. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a distance. As of Monday evening, Greenfield police say there were some signs both uh, the Green and Deerfield River are receding, but they're, they're still keeping an eye on those waterways. Bruce Tennyson of Shelburne Falls said, Winter is just not what it used to be, and the weather has been wild these days. You know, I've noticed that, and it's not going unnoticed to anyone else around here either, that this is almost like the seasons have shifted. And what we're seeing in, like, August is hot weather Mm -hmm. that you would have typically gotten in July previously. Now, September and October is almost like late summer. And, uh, I mean, it is late summer up until the 21st, but... Uh, it's late. So it feels. It's just the feel of it. And now it's like this is late fall. This is the. This yeah. is what we're usually dealing with. Well, you know, it's like a lot of leaves on the trees have not have still not fallen. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of leaves up there. Well, if they haven't blown off yesterday, I don't know what. Uh... Yeah, good point. By the way, uh, Milwaukee to Detroit is actually five and a half hours. I spoke out of. Oh, that's not bad. Turn. Yeah, I mean, still no reason to go all the way up there, but still. I'm just I'm just ignorant. I don't know if, uh, if you I know, I'm just that I'm just self correcting. I'm doing something that like you would never see like at a news station or uh, or uh, you know in a newspaper. Unlike my wife's credit card, I'm carrying a complete lack of interest. <laughs> a uh, Springfield man was found guilty of the 2021 murder of uh, Abu Shante Jennings, who was helping a woman run away from being kidnapped. On May 29th of 21, uh, 2021, a woman who was beaten, threatened, and kidnapped by a known suspect was able to call a friend for help and escape the house. As she flagged down her friend's car, a friend of the driver, 37-year-old Abushante Jennings of Springfield, got out of the car to assist the woman. Jennings was approached by the su- suspect and shot multiple times. At around 4 a.m., Springfield police were called to the area of Lionel uh, Benoit Road for a report of shots fired. Officers found Jennings on Bertel Hamill Road, uh, suffering from uh, gunshot wounds. He was provided first aid and taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. The suspect, identified as Arthur Waters, who is now 44 years old, who was arrested in September of 2021 on a fugitive from justice warrant in Maryland and brought back to the Springfield Police Headquarters. He was uh, found guilty by a jury on December 13th on the charges of murder in the first degree, illegal possession of a firearm, kidnapping while armed with a firearm, and other charges. Hmm. That was a, that's a horrible story. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, uh, you know, I, guess, I mean, I'm glad they caught the guy after all this time. But, but still. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a horrific, <clears throat> what a horrific thing. Uh, one town in western Massachusetts was named the most Christmassy towns nationwide. 
Stockbridge. Was, Stockbridge. Was ranked as America's uh, seventh favorite Christmassy town this year, according to Mixbook. <clears throat> you know, the uh, the ever uh, trusted Mixbook sure. that you've heard of year after year. Back to the first time I've ever heard of it. Hearing of it. Well, it's been there. Stockbridge uh, becomes a living postcard during the holiday season. With the main street resembling Rockwell's famous painting, the town is filled with historic homes and buildings that are decorated, sometimes open for tours. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. It's not the town that looks like a Rockwell painting. It's the Rockwell painting that looks like the town. You know, I have a. I always feel like somebody's watching me when I'm in Stockbridge. That's the actually the wrong Rockwell. Oh, is it? It is. You're, I'm talk, we're talking about Norman Rockwell, not to Rockwell. Was Michael Jackson on that uh, on that track? It sounds like it, uh, but I've heard that's not uh, it's not Michael. Not him, huh? It sounds like sure it. sounds like it. A highlight of the season is the annual Stockbridge Main Street at Christmas event, where the town reenacts the scene from Rockwell's painting, complete with vintage automobiles and a period attire, bringing the artwork to life. Hmm. The uh, event ran from December first through the third, and will run uh, from December sixth through the eighth in twenty twenty four. The uh, top 10 places across America uh, for Christmas are uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, Durango, Colorado, mm-hmm. Lake Placid, New York, Stowe, Vermont, Alexandria, Virginia, Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Okay. Never really pictured that as a Christmassy town. Not really. Stockbridge, uh, Holland, Michigan, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and uh, North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> what do they know Please. about Christmas? Springfield's not in there? No, Springfield is not in there. I got to tell you, you know, uh, over the weekend we had some friends of ours from uh, Vermont mm-hmm. come down and uh, have like a, a, a full Springfield experience. Okay, no. okay. We we had dinner at Red Rose. You went to the casino. Uh, I think they went to the casino before coming to uh, to Red Rose. We had dinner at Red Rose. Uh, place was mobbed. Food was fantastic because yeah, it's Red Rose. And then they wanted to go to Bright Nights. They had never been to either one. Oh. Before in their lives, you can't get good pizza in Vermont. That's just a fact. They just don't know how to. They just don't know how to create it there. But they got nothing in Vermont that uh, that shines as brightly as Bright Nights. And it was like the most Christmas thing they'd ever seen in their lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, when you get used to something being there, you know, there's people out there who go, "Man, I can't wait to go to Springfield, Massachusetts, to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame because they've never seen it before." Yeah. We see it every day. It's so we like, take it for granted. Yeah, it's well. We also have a complete lack of interest in going there, but that's for different reasons. Totally. By the way, did you see they lit up the uh, the whole bat, the whole thing with the red and green Christmas lights? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, you got to make room for Santa's sleigh uh, in uh, in the parking lot. There. Well, you know, if he takes up more than eight spaces with that sleigh, they'll they'll kick him out. He'll have to yeah. find somewhere else to go. Yeah, he's got a he's got a six point plan he's delivering on Christmas Eve. Didn't they was, just install their Bah Humbug display for the season? Well, that's always up. That's up. 20, that's up 365 <laughs> days a year. All the board members resemble the Grinch. I don't understand. <laughs> we took the last can of Who Hash from the open pantry. Yeah. All, yeah. all the board members are yeah. visited by three spirits overnight. <laughs> 
which three spirits are they? <laughs> the ghost of basketball seasons, past, yeah. present, and future. Yeah, and he—I told you, Scotty Pippen uh, does this thing where he reads a story about the history of basketball on this app called Calm. Mm-hmm. You can get it. You can get it. You can get a free trial of it. Just make sure you cancel the subscription before they charge you fifteen bucks. You know, for the, for the month, right? And uh, but Scotty Pippen does this really. It's it's supposed to make you fall asleep, and boy, does it! Yeah, Scotty's not exactly a real dynamic speaker. No, I'll have to pull that audio. up. Maybe we can take a break, and I'll come back and uh, and pull that up for you. Sure. It's uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be sunny today with a high of forty three. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of forty three. It's thirty five right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, yeah. Bruce! Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. This Thursday, Pat Kelly and the road crew are going to be at Tavern on the Hill from 6 to 7 p.m. So you, uh, for a big ticket bliss to see uh, get the let out. Pat's going to be uh, giving away tickets every 10 minutes to uh, the January 20th show at Springfield Symphony Hall. It's this Thursday, 6 to 7, the big uh, ticket blitz with Pat and the road crew at Tavern on the Hill. 100 Mountain Road in East Hampton from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I've been doing the uh, the stand-up comedy a lot more now. Yeah. And I have a show booked on January 20th. I would really want it rather go to the Get the Let Out show because I, I, I saw them uh, for the first time last year, and they were awesome. And I heard that every time they play, it's a different set list. They never play the same set list two nights in a row, eh, which is pretty okay. cool. And uh, now I'm going to be missing it because I'm going to be telling jokes. Oh, jeez. I know. Well, what would you rather have? Listen to Led Zeppelin music you could listen to any day of the week or make people laugh when they're feeling uh, their worst? Uh, go see the Led Zeppelin show. Yeah, that's my, yeah that would have yeah, been my choice, too. Hey, uh, you know, I was I told you I was going to get that Scotty Pippen uh, stuff, but they only have a little excerpt of it, and it's really not doesn't really drive home. Plus, I don't want to make people fall asleep on the on the ride to work this morning. Let's just say he's yeah. a very dry narrator. But uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, clips this time of year is uh, you know this is all kind of relevant. Maury Povich uh, just retired this year and also received a lifetime achievement award from the Daytime Emmys uh, because without him, there would be so many people out there that would not know the, the who the father is of their child. And uh, this one is uh, is Mary and Joseph on the Maury show uh, years ago. Here's uh, take a listen here. When it comes to the matter of baby Jesus, Joseph, you are not the father. It's you got to see this because he's like he's jumping up and down, and he's like, yeah, you know. He's doing like anybody would on a Jerry Springer oh, or yeah. Maury show when they found out uh, that they were not the father of uh, said child. Now, for all of you who may think, well, that's sacrilegious. Yeah. No, it's just plain funny. It is funny. Hey, listen, lighten up a little bit. You, you got to laugh. Was, you got to laugh. I was thinking about people uh, recently getting offended by certain material. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, we'll get, I can't believe you said that. Listen. If you don't like it, you can turn it, and you don't have to listen to it. People, like, get offended by something and then continue to listen to it to get even more offended mm-hmm. for themselves and for other and, – and more ridiculously for other people. I don't know how you can be more offended than a victim of something. I got to tell you, I don't think you can turn water into wine without having a tremendous sense of humor. 
I can turn wine into urine very quickly. <laughs> That's yeah. like magic. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to have you know any kind of uh, you know, your, your divine parts of your body. How do you think the plants get watered around here? <laughs> well, that would explain why they're all dying. That's right. But uh, just take a chill. Pill. Yeah, come on, please. It's all Christmas. That's what it matters. Hey, uh, Will Reichelt and Ed Sullivan, the the two last mayors of West Springfield, will be joining us later on this morning for yes, God knows what. 745. Wow, that's mm-hmm. the next hour? All right, I'll be ready for and that. Then, uh, we'll do something. We'll do something. It's uh, just about 656 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but apparently football has an occasional tendency to be rather violent. You got dudes crashing into each other. You got dudes sacking quarterbacks, tackling people, trying to prevent very large men from achieving the momentum of forward progress. At some point, somebody's going to get laid out. And when that happens, everybody likes to point fingers as if something needs to be done. And if that involves suspending a guy without pay for the remainder of the season, then I guess the problem has been solved. Yesterday, the NFL suspended safety DeMonte Casey of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the remainder of the season following an illegal hit that he put on Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. On Sunday, during the second quarter of the game, Casey was ejected after he accidentally hit Pittman about the head and neck as he was trying to catch a horribly a horrible pass attempt by Colts quarterback Gardner Minshew. Since this is not Casey's first time being cited for unnecessary roughness this season, the league has suspended him for the remainder of the year, losing more than $208,000 in salary. Add that to the five times he's been fined so far this year for similar offenses, and the league finally said, enough is enough. And so, DeMonte Casey is done for the year. Although, according to some, this was an overreaction, because in this situation, the contact could not be helped. That criticism is coming from guys like Tom Brady, who claims that the real culprit is Minshew, whose horrible misro exposed Pittman to take that kind of hit. And that may be true, but that doesn't necessarily negate the other five times that Casey has been fined for pretty much the same sort of thing. And the truth is that Tom Brady may be right. Pittman was trying to catch straight-up garbage. The result was an unattended collision. So was it the right call? Well, here's the thing. Nobody wants to see anybody get injured severely. But we sure do love the things that have the potential to cause injury. That's what highlight reels are all about. Sure, concussions aren't much fun. In fact, they're dangerous. But honestly, that's why we're watching in the first place, because that's what makes football so damn enjoyable. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, all it takes is one string of light and boom, the holiday spirit comes to life. Holiday decor, 50% off at Rocky's. The lights, the snowmen, the Santa, all that stuff. 50% off holiday decor at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Fields Classic Rock at 709 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, still cleaning up from yesterday's storm. There's a Route 5 in Northampton between Northampton and East Hampton is closed today. So if you're uh, thinking about heading that direction, don't because you can't. So there you go. Uh, 43 for a high today. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I have some uh, some stories to share. Okay. Of uh, of petty revenge. I always I always love the like finding new stuff on on Reddit <laughs> all the time. And uh, uh, these are the ways that, like people have gotten back at other people. We we I think we did this once before. Yeah. Uh, a while ago. But I, I really like. Everyone that. loves a good revenge story. They do. Uh, here here here's one. Uh, police were called because of leaves. That's gonna cost you. 
this is recent and uh, very petty, but great. My friend keeps a very clean yard. In the fall, he likes to get all the leaves before it rains and they become a bitch to pull up. His neighbor doesn't care about his yard. He has his own house. Uh, he has owned the house for a few years and has still had not really moved in. He lives a few states away. As my friend was finishing up sucking up the leaves with his machine, some of them blew into the neighbor's driveway. Maybe 20 leaves total. It's probably more than that. Probably. My friend finished up. Went outside. About 20 minutes later, there was a knock at the door and a squad car outside. The officer said they received a complaint about leaves being blown into the driveway. The neighbor had been watching on his doorbell cam and decided this transgression warranted police intervention. Well, as it should. Was this Longmeadow? <laughs> I don't want your leaves in my property. You well, could, that's, uh, that's, those are your leaves. You deal with your leaves. You could tell the officer was visibly annoyed as my friend asked the officer to look at his yard than the neighbor's. You know, that cop doesn't want to get involved in this either. He's no. Bigger things to worry about. Oh, the pettiness. The neighbor had an old car shipped and dropped in the driveway about eight months ago where it has sat ever since. Remember, he still lives a few states away. While my friend told the officer he would not clean the leaves promptly, he asked the officer if he could do him a favor. Check the car for proper tags. The officer saw the car in question and gave a slight smile. While my friend uh, cleaned the leaves out of the driveway, the officers were walking around the car looking at the VIN and running information. You could hear the neighbor on his doorbell asking what the problem was. There is a law. Any car that is in the driveway must have tags and insurance on them. The police gave him a call and told him that his car was in violation and he neither needed to put the car in the garage, which would be need to be lifted and dropped in the garage, or get the registration insurance and an e-check on the car that can't be driven uh, or taken care of within two weeks or they will come back to tow the car and ticket him. Dude cost himself a 10-hour car ride to get his car lifted and stuffed in the garage all over a few dead leaves. See? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of yeah. uh, the the nice things you can give back uh, to your community. It is kind of nice when uh, when you have the opportunity to do that. Yes. Yeah. You know, if someone's complaining about the things I do, and they're doing things that are just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. Not your fault that you accidentally may have called the cops on them. No. See, that's what you get for being a, a busybody. Yeah, you should be taking care of your property to begin with. Or you could just mind your own damn business. Or talk to the neighbor and go, hey, did you put leaves in my driveway? And have the neighbor go, listen, I'm sorry. I'll take them off the uh, the driveway right away. No big deal. Not call the police. What a waste of resources. What city was this? Uh, it doesn't say what city yeah. it is, but uh, I can just. It's, it's any town USA, Bax. Well, I mean, let's say it's uh, Springfield. Yeah. Well, I happen to know a couple of police officers in Springfield. They're usually too busy trying to solve, like, crime. Yeah, and frankly, I think it's an ordinance that you must have a trashed property. Because I've seen quite a few of those. Sure. But <coughs> throughout the city. You got to call the cops over leaves? I don't think the cop has uh, that kind of time. You want another one? Sure. I disgusted my food-thieving roommate. My roommate was stealing my food and not only admitting, but apparently bragging about it to my other roommates and calling me a pushover. I didn't want to participate in whatever they thought they were doing especially since i'm moving away in two months but i do want my food today they were sitting in the kitchen chatting i came in took my meatballs from the fridge and licked them one by one while maintaining eye contact with the thief then i licked several other items spit into my milk it's a waste of milk but luckily there wasn't a lot of it uh and i did all these other things she uh, she looked utterly disgusted eventually she asked are you mental 
I calmly replied, I always do this, didn't you know? And left. <laughs> I don't know if she'll stop, but her face of mixed disgust and horror makes it worth it. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I think this is going to keep her from from going into my food. You know, I, uh, I when I first started working here, yeah. I put was putting items in the in the fridge upstairs, and somebody was eating it. So then I wrote, "I spit in this yeah. on the bag," to which uh, the next day Bob Kester had written, "So did I." <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, no, it's not great. If you bring something in and your name is on it, you shouldn't have anybody else eat it. We've we've yes. had this discussion before, and uh, you know we've we've been through several uh, instances where somebody has eaten the items uh, in the in the refrigerator. Yeah, if I didn't put it there, I'm not going to eat it. I mean, if this, I mean, we have like an area where we put like uh, you know food that's been delivered here, like a common area. Well, then if that's the case, it's up for grabs. But if it's in the fridge, then it's no one's uh, it's no one's property but the person who put it in there. Yeah, it, it, that's true, and I don't know why anybody would think this is okay to take this from somebody else. I don't know. I do not know. There was a whole thing uh, up in the fridge last week. It said sales on it, and it was like filled with snacks and stuff. Really. I what really, happened to that? I really want. Oh, they probably gave it to, probably gave it to to clients and oh, stuff like that. You know, like the little waste. gift baskets. You know, we don't get a lot of gift baskets anymore. You know, we used to get like uh, the fruit. Remember, we used to get the the chocolate covered fruit from the edible arrangements. Yeah, that was nice. And then uh, somebody would always do a Hickory Farms basket. We haven't had a, we haven't had anyone deliver a good beef stick here, and I don't know how long. A, a Hickory Farms be, beef stick. Yeah, summer sausage. Summer sausage, uh, or, or like uh, some some cheese that's been dipped in wax to protect it, like in the shape of a football or a Christmas tree. The cheese that doesn't need to be refrigerated when it's shipped. That kind of cheese. Yes, that's right. That's not good cheese, is it? Yeah, it's good cheese. No. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of good cheese needs to be served at room temperature. It does. Yeah. All right. That's, that's when it's at its peak. Do you want to hear another one of these? Uh, what stars? the heck? We got time. Uh, use my email as your spam dump. Prepare to be carpet bombed. One day, many years ago, I got an email address to someone who had the same first initial and same last name as I do. For the purpose of the story, I will call him the G-Man. <laughs> as anyone who uses a uh, common email address, think uh, first initial, last name, sometimes you get an email that isn't meant for you. It was mostly incidental things like uh, receipts and occasional personal items or personal emails. I was chalking them up to being a data entry area. Perhaps they misheard the email address. Instead of typing uh, gclastname at gmail.com, they typed in glastname at gmail.com. No big deal. In the cases where I could, I'd politely reply to the sender and let them know that I was not the intended recipient and to please let the G-man know that he's giving out the wrong email address going forward. It was never successful. I'd still get emails for the G-man. Uh, and it was for things that I think you'd want to receive, like order receipts or something that had confirmation numbers attached to it. I tried to track down the G-Man, but to no avail. There were multiple G-Man uh, on, on social media, so I could never 100% confirm which one it might have been. And so this went on for years, until finally one day I got a personal email addressed to G-Man that referenced the company he worked for. Aha! Now I had something and looked him up. <laughs> It turns out that G-Man is the systems manager at said company. His LinkedIn bio says he's an IT professional. 
Well, that's interesting. I find his company email and forward him the email, also advising him that the other address he's using is attached to another person, and it would be great if he'd become more mindful of what he's typing in or giving out. Again, I was uh, polite in my request to him. He He replied and apologized. I thought, well, it's finally over. But it wasn't over. Far from it. The emails I received that were addressed to G-Man actually began to increase in volume. Now I'm getting emails from mailing lists and account signups and all sorts of other crap. This guy seems like a jerk. Uh, This guy, (laughs) this so-called IT professional, is clearly using my email address as his spam dump knowing that it went to an actual person. I I would have to sort through dozens upon dozens of emails daily as a result of this and as we all know once you're on a mailing list you tend to end uh, you tend to end up on a lot more mailing lists sure by now i've decided that clearly this clown is deliberately being a jackass so it's gloves off and game on i decided to extract revenge at any opportunity it started out simple enough if i got an account sign up i'd click the link to verify it then promptly log in and deactivate the account <laughs> It worked for a bit, but then there would be another sign-up, so I would get more creative. I'd log into the account, change all the information, and most importantly, the password, usually to something like, I'm a gigantic a-hole, <laughs> which would leave the account active, but totally inaccessible since any attempt at password recovery sent to my email account was promptly uh, ignored and deleted. Hotel booking? I'd log on and cancel it the day he was due to arrive. (laughs) I'm guessing he never got noticed, though, since it was all coming to my email. Basically, anything I could do that would inconvenience the G-man, I did it. This uh, back and forth continued for years. In fact, I still occasionally get emails from the guy. Then one day it happened. I got an email receipt for an order that G-man had placed. It had the recipient's name and address, but more importantly, it had the G-man's address on it. Cue up, I've got a golden ticket. (laughs) I finally had the means to the ultimate revenge. I took his address and I signed him up for everything I could find. Free samples, adult diapers, feminine products, lube, you name it. Catalogs, normal, not so normal, and somewhat raunchy. I spent an entire day finding anything I could enter his address into and I totally filled it out. Uh, But the, uh, the coup de gras, the cherry on top... When I was finding things uh, to sign up for, I stumbled onto a website that allowed you to order free flooring samples. They'd be various sizes, <laughs> but some were 12 by 12 squares. Okay. Carpet, tile, wood, linoleum, whatever. I signed the G-Man up for every sample I possibly could. <laughs> then I found another site offering the same thing and did it again and again and again until the point where I literally lost track of how many free flooring samples I signed him up for. My guess, it was easily in the hundreds, if not thousands. I literally carpet bombed the G-Man. Wow. Coincidentally, the email volume certainly decreased. I never heard from G-Man either. Maybe he deleted my initial email and forgot, or maybe he was just buried under all those flooring samples. Either way, I'm sure once they started to arrive, he realized... His big fat mistake. I bet to this day he still gets items delivered to that address. Would you do? Would you go that far? No, I would. I, I listen. If I were getting email, inundated with somebody's emails, I'd mm-hmm. probably change my email. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. This guy seems like a little like like crying baby about it. I think he is. I think he's a big yeah. cry baby. If you if you if it's that problematic, get a new email. I mean, no one likes to change their email because it's inconvenient, well, but it can be done. He might be being a big baby about it, but it's kind of funny what he did. You know, I mean, if you're, uh, 
if you're going to get back at somebody, <laughs> signing them up for all kinds of different uh, items and things like that. I always wanted to get those prank stickers that says, you know, giant dildo enclosed or, or <laughs> you know, some sort of like yeah. denoting that there's some sort of sex toy inside, yeah. even though there's nothing in the box, <laughs> you know. See? Your inflatable sex doll is inside. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's uh, that's all I got for uh, for petty revenge this morning. It's seven twenty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Three words that taste great together: bourbon, barbecue, and six uh, seven thirty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The city of Greenfield remains under a state of emergency uh, after rainfall caused significant flooding and debris in a roadway throughout the community. The state Steve, of, I believe it's pronounced debris. I don't think uh, you don't know what you're talking about. The state of emergency was officially declared at twelve thirty p.m. Rainfall in town caused rapid water rising in the local rivers, including the Green River and Deer. Field River. Several streets were also closed on Monday due to flooding and uh, debris in the roadway. I don't like debris. <clears throat> I believe it's pronounced debris. She's one of those, uh, one of those <laughs> debris. Call like her, the new Karen. We call her Deb. Yeah, for yeah. short. Yeah, yeah, I know what that's like. Uh, and there is a traffic alert. Road hug. No, uh, Route 5 between uh, East Hampton and Northampton is closed due to the uh, rising waters of the uh, Connecticut River. So uh, luckily, that's not a very heavily traveled route, and uh, you should be able to get through it no problem. And the Connecticut River is not like a major river anywhere, so you don't have to now, worry about that. Now, I don't, I don't understand. What, is, what, do they say, what do they mean by flood stages? Like, uh, so it, it's, flood, it's considered flooded at 15 feet or whatever, whatever the deal is? I remember what the, uh, what the, the numbers actually are, but if, the, yeah. you know, if they... If the water rises by a certain level, there's a there's a uh, you know they assess a risk number to it. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't remember what the the actual numbers are, but I've seen that happen before in other areas where you know rivers before they crest their banks, you know they may be in danger of causing flooding. Let's let's just say, you know, today we got another eight inches of snow or rain or yeah rain. Yeah, yeah. Let's then you'd have nice. then you'd have a problem. I don't think we got a problem. They're going to be drying out for a few days. I think we'll be all right. It's supposed to be sunny all week long. Dan Brown just said it's clear. It's going to be clear and sunny all the way through Christmas. You know, uh, I know, like here in East Longmeadow, I know a lot of people. Uh, you know, the water table is very high in in parts of East Longmeadow. The table is too damn high. Right, and what happens is that you know, even after a small amount of rain, people get flooded in their basement. Yeah, you ever have a flooded basement? What Unfortunately, f- yes, I did. What a freaking mess that is. Yeah. What a mess. I didn't, it wasn't like flooding like it was. Uh, it wasn't inches of water, but it was enough water to cause uh, some problems uh, to the point where the foundation of the house was so old that yeah. we had to, like, take, you know, uh, gravel, like the, the drain rock, mm-hmm. and then put it along the side of the house so the water would go away from the house. What oh, a big yeah. pain in the ass that it, was. It really is. But, you know, water damage can destroy a house oh, absolutely. if you get enough of it. A uh, popular restaurant in downtown Springfield has been caught in the middle of a disgruntled customer's uh, and a DoorDash imposter. Red Rose Pizzeria. We were just talking about this. We were. The day. Uh, Red Rose Pizzeria has had dozens of DoorDash drivers show up for pickups, but no orders to give them. 
Uh, I would say we're up almost 60 to 80 DoorDash driver orders that customers are hoping to receive that they're not receiving. That's according to Red Rose manager Angela Caputo. Dozens of drivers, disgruntled customers, and incomplete orders are the result of what Red Rose uh, told Western Mass News is an imposter trying to take advantage of their legacy. Sometimes you don't feel like cooking dinner, so you walk over to your phone, you pick it up, and pull up something like DoorDash. In Springfield, you can pull up you pull up you can pull up an institution. It's called Red Rose Pizzeria. Ooh, they're really greasing them up down they there. Sure are. Western Mass News. In fact, it pops right up. But Red Rose told us they don't operate on any third-party delivery apps, which means the money that you're spending on the app is not going to them. Somebody is faking Red Rose on the DoorDash thing. Uh, the orders have been coming in range from one item to a couple of party-sized pizzas. So give or take 20 and $100 orders that people are placing and are not coming to us that they're receiving them either. Uh, Caputo is on the receiving end of both unhappy customers and drivers. I don't blame them. They're upset. We're upset. This is genuinely uh, nothing. Uh, there is genuinely nothing support, no support that has been able to help us with this moment because we can't verify that this account has been created. After realizing the trend in just two short nights, Caputo told Western Mass News that she spent hours on the phone with DoorDash customer service. The only way we're able to take down this account is provide an email, a phone number, and digits of the bank account linked to the account, which we're not able to do because it's not our account. Somebody's imposter, make, uh, being an imposter. <laughs> oh Western Mass News reached out to DoorDash <sighs> to get answers for the restaurant. DoorDash uh, said they didn't activate the fraudulent account and they're actively... They didn't activate the fraudulent account, and they're uh, actively investigating how it happened. In a statement, they said, DoorDash has no tolerance for fraud, except when we're alerted to it after it's been going on for three days. <laughs> no, that's not what they said. <laughs> we reached out to Red Rose Pizza to understand their situation and resolve the issue by uh, deactivating the fraudulent store. While rare, this was nonetheless an unfortunate incident. This is just goes to show you why this these door this DoorDash thing is ridiculous, and it shouldn't even be a thing. You know um, all the, cr the the incidents that we've talked about with this thing. You know, Red Rose doesn't offer delivery, right? Right. Okay. I mean, it's a big enough operation that they probably could, but they don't need to. Right. Um, every time you call DoorDash, it's going to cost you between what two to ten dollars. You might as well just go down and pick it up. Well, see, that's my whole thing. It's they, like you know, whenever I want to order something out, I usually will order some place that I am willing to drive to yeah. to pick up the food. Because, I mean, I don't want to have to pay extra. And then you hear all these stories about, like, you know, drivers, you know, you know, eating the food, getting their hands all over it, dropping yeah. big fat lugers on, on the, on yeah, the food. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want that taking stuff for themselves. Yeah. You know, putting their fingers in your uh, in your in your eggplant yes that, that means two things um, and if i'm a, if i'm a customer yeah. and i'm calling doordash expecting that they're going to get the, my red rose pizza delivered yeah uh and i don't get it yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be steamed and, and and you know and i would hate to think that red rose would have to suffer from that but uh you know listen well red rose is smart enough to go where we don't want these crappy third-party apps picking up our delicious food you come get it yourself when you're ready to pick it up yeah. and we make it easy for you because there's a guy out in the parking lot making sure that there's nobody parking there that shouldn't be parking there and they ask you are you are you are you coming here for the restaurant because if you're not you better turn around very quickly, my yeah. friend. And, you know. and find somewhere else to go. But they have spaces. Don't they have spaces for you to go pick up the, the to-go order? Of I course believe they, that do. they do. Of course. Yeah. So why would you waste your time? I mean, I guess 
if you didn't have a car and you really wanted Red Rose, a DoorDash might be an option for you, but they don't even participate in the program. Yeah, but the thing is, they're still going to charge you an arm and a leg yeah. for, the, for the delivery of the food. Yeah, you might as well uh, wait, uh, you know, waste the $3 in gas that it's going to take you to go down and get the... Not even I that. don't see anything wrong with taking a, a PBTA bus to the, to the south end of Springfield. You, you're getting off right there at Red Rose, grabbing the pizza, waiting for the next bus uh, to, your, to your destination. I don't see anything wrong with public transportation and, and pizza. And those PVTA guys are like DoorDash. If you tip them an extra 10 bucks, they'll keep the meter running while you're inside picking up your order. Yeah. And I got news for you. I got another, uh, another tip for you. Yeah. The inconvenience of driving to Red Rose mm-hmm. is totally worth it because it's still Red Rose. That is true. The place is so awesome that it's worth the extra the extra drive. It is worth the extra drive. I there are days when I would choose the crust of the earth to get all the way down to the south end of Springfield just to make sure I got a table ready for me. I, like, I don't care what side of the building. I don't care which which uh, kitchen it's coming from. I like their chicken parm down there. Hey, you really know, we, when we were down there on Saturday yeah. with the with friends of ours from out of town, they had never been. Yeah. And they had read about it and said, oh, we really want to go to Red Rose. And we're like, hell yeah, we'll go. Every time I'm there, every single time I'm there, I just I just watch. I watch the people who are working there and how much food is coming out of that place every single day. Just in you know salad alone. It's like, it's, what an operation this place is. It's it's not just the food, but it's it's... It's how much is being served all the time and how good it is every time, every time. time it comes out. I don't think I've ever had a bad meal from that place. Never. I don't think, I, you know, you know, you go to a restaurant and once in a while you're like, eh, maybe that place didn't uh, didn't hit, hit it on the mark tonight. But you can always know that you're guaranteed uh, some good food uh, going over there. The place crushes it. Yeah. So Every night. They're not on DoorDash. Don't pick up the app. Just go down there. Call in an order and go down there and pick it up. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. Remember the conversation we had a long time ago? Yeah, when they were building the casino, and a certain somebody said, "Oh, they should sell out to the to the casino." And I'm no. like, "No, they should no, not, because now it's a they're the overflow from everything yeah. in the casino or the Thunderbirds games or anything how, going on." How there. much more money have they made now that the casino is their next door neighbor? Yeah. Then if they had just sold out where the money ends the moment you sign on the dotted line. What an operation. Brilliant business. Good for them. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the owner, but if I was, I probably would have sold and just said, see you later. I'm taking off and I'm going to go enjoy the money. There's a whole lot more money than in sticking it out and doing what they do best than uh, just, you know, you know uh, handing the keys over to somebody. We have a guest. Uh, in the st- uh, rating at the door, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's going to be sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news I'm Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 43 today. Sunny and 43 tomorrow. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Still time to uh, order your tickets for uh, Bourbon Barbecue and Blues. It's happening on Saturday, February 3rd at the Delaney House in Holyoke from 6 to 9. It's a great time, great event, uh, terrific food, smooth drinks, hot music. Neil and the Vipers will be there. Plus, your admission includes a uh, Hudson whiskey drinking, uh, tasting, uh, 
Hudson, Hudson whiskey tasting and drinking. Okay. Uh, plus the multi-course meal and the live music from uh, Neo and the Vipers. Again, tickets and information available at rock102.com. It's uh, Bourbon, Barbecue, and Blues brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, and by the way, that that's a uh, that, that 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 is a tasting event. That is not uh, come down and do shots of uh, Evan Williams all night long. They got some really good bourbons there and uh, pairings with some food. It's not like we're holding a work release at the Windsor Cafe and we're going to yeah. see how many car bombs you can do in an hour. See, and, and part of the uh, the thing is, so like everybody gets a certain amount of uh, of samples. Yeah. And the samples kind of go along with the courses of the meal. Uh-huh. So when you get down there and you and you and you sit at the table, you're not supposed to start knocking down those shots of bourbon right away. It is a process. Yeah. You you see what I'm saying? So like if there's like four shots of whiskey in front of you or bourbon, uh, pace yourself. Yeah, please pace yourself. Pa- pa- there's there's a there's a process here, and it'll be explained to you when you go. But it is a very very nice event, so. Yeah. Make sure you uh, go to rock102.com to purchase your tickets. We don't condone binge drinking. No, but we do condone uh, booze pairing. Pairings. You get uh, your beef, uh, you get your bourbon. It goes hand in hand. So um, there you go. Uh, We've done enough about that. Uh, (laughs) I was reading this story. I'm glad you think so, too. Authorities, uh, I'm reading this story on uh, Western Mass News because they like to put the national stories on there once in a while. Authorities recovered the body of a duck hunter who drowned in Lake Guntersville in Alabama early Monday morning. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says 22-year-old Brooks... Uh, oh, wait. Where is that coming from? What is, what is that? I don't know. You have audio? Is that what this is? <sighs> I am, like, so tired of these uh, these things. Uh, this is what it's about. Let me see. Is it that it? That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. I think that's it. Anyway, a duck hunter. Uh, the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says 22-year-old Brooks Hardy of Bremen, Georgia, never resurfaced after his kayak capsized while duck hunting around 8 a.m. on Saturday. Hardy was a former college basketball or baseball player and a 2021 graduate of Bremen High School. Uh, several departments and agencies assisted in the search of the recovery of Hardy, according to Eddie Ting of Scottsboro uh, Jackson Rescue Squad. Grass on the lake is the most difficult part of searching, rescuing, and recovering on the lake. I believe we have uh, some audio from the uh, the duck hunt. Yeah, see, <laughs> that that was the sound it made, yeah, and then yeah. and then and then the dog laughed. Oh, I remember when that the, part. When the kayak, uh, I remember that yeah, part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was see? terrible at that game. I was terrible at that game too. But uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I did practice quite a bit. I think I got up to about level like twenty, maybe. Mm, yeah. And then I get in the ducks just come too too quick and too fast. You can't you can't do that. How did how did we have that kind of technology back? then? I don't I don't know. And you know, when you think about you know what the the video games back then were yeah. like compared to what they are now. Yeah, yeah. Now you don't even need to hook anything to yourself. It's just a camera that scans your body and moves with you. Yeah. Once upon a time, you used to have, a, have to grab a whole stack of quarters from your parents, uh, you know, you know, the, the floor underneath their bed, and then you can go to an arcade, spend the hours there, uh, completely unsupervised. And that was uh, that's what we did as as kids. You know what I had? The power pad. You remember that? The power pad. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I think you were a little older. Uh, than me to to because this was like a thing of my uh, generation was yeah. the uh, the power pad it was like a thing to keep you in shape 
It was oh. uh, they had like track and field on it, and uh, you know a couple other aerobics and all that stuff. It was a mat that you laid out, and then the plug plugged into the Nintendo. This isn't like the uh, like the Wii step, no, right? No. And then uh, I, I think my parents had visions going, "Hey, you know, if we get him this thing, maybe this fat kid won't be so fat anymore. <laughs> maybe we can get some uh, yeah. a, a meal in us once in a while." Yeah, and you know what? Uh, they were wrong because I didn't do any physical activity on it. The only thing I did was pout with my hands, with my fists on the power pad <laughs> to make the guy run because I was too lazy to get up and run myself. It seemed like such a good idea at the time, but it had all the negative effects. And I would say, ah, oh, why can't I have a Sega instead? You know. <laughs> why do I have to have cheap parents? Yeah. I, I miss playing the old video games. Yeah, I kind of do too sometimes. Yeah. I Every once in a while, I'll hook it up. And uh, my, my friends actually got it. We played it uh, a few weeks ago. And she's got the, uh, the Game Genie. The game genie. Yeah, that's the thing where you, it was. You basically it has, and she has the book with it too, which is the it gives you all the codes. Oh yeah. So you can, you can uh, mess with the video game, so you can get like infinite lives in uh, in the Super Mario Brothers, or you can make the the video game do all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh man, that was a hoot. Man, I used to have uh, the old Atari at, at the house, and you hooked it up to the TV. Yeah. It was like my my grandmother gave me her big gigantic. You know Curtis Mathis TV from like 1971, and I hooked I hooked the thing up, and uh, oh man, I'd play Missile Command for hours until my hands were all cramped. Yeah. And now here we are telling these kids to get off your damn phones. There ain't yeah. nothing good on those things. Yeah. Now <laughs> see that's the irony of the whole thing, isn't yeah. it? It's 7:57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Attention, football know-it-alls. Thanks. Ball Supplies Lab. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday I told you about the Red Sox and San Francisco Giants both offering $300 million contracts for Japanese free agent pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Now, as you know, that's a lot of money. But the Red Sox and Giants are now the only uh, only ones who are ready to drop the motherload of cash to sign this guy. Plenty of teams who like to get their greasy little mitts on this young fella. It just so happens that the Red Sox and Giants were stupid enough to let everybody know how much they were willing to spend on him, thereby giving everybody else the advantage of knowing what they'll have to do to get him. Oh, it's going to have to be a little bit better than that. So... You have teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Toronto Blue Jays, and Dodgers all expressing interest in signing him. Now, let's try to look at this objectively. Let's say that you and I were at a car auction. Again, hypothetical situation doesn't represent any real financial intention. And let's say that there was a rusted out crap box on the trading block that I was going to buy for parts. Now, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you wanted the same rusted out crap box that I wanted. Since we both can't have the same rusted out crap box, we then must place bids. For me to outbid you, I would likely not share any of my financial intentions because in doing so, uh, I would be informing you and other interested parties to make higher bids. You see where I'm going with this on here? If the Red Sox had any real intention to sign this guy, perhaps they should have shut up about it. Sure, $300 million for a guy who's never pitched at the major league level seems like a lot of money, and it is. But by blurting out your offer, you just told the Yankees, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, and the Dodgers where the bar has been set. And that's just stupid, because that sort of thing now just blows up the asking price. On the other hand, 
That sort of offer could also get rid of the suckers who might not be willing to go that high. But that's not how I haggle my way through life's occasional financial conundrums. I try to keep my mouth shut, slap on some poker face, and let the other guy make the first mistake. Because that is how it's supposed to be done. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by the Rockies Ace Hardware. Is it too late to decorate? Heck no. Holiday decorations are on sale 50% off at Rockies. Not some of them, all of them. 50% off holiday stuff at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8-11 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be nice and sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 43 for both days. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. The entire power block of West Springfield <laughs> is in the studio with us right now. Uh, Mayor Will Reichelt. small block. <laughs> and uh, an outgoing city councilor, Ed Sullivan. City has, council president. City council, city president, council president. Former mayor. Hanging up his hat <laughs> and in easing his way out of the power block. Ed, are you, what are you going to be doing when you have so much less power? <laughs> well, you, you got to try to stay relevant, so we'll see how that works out. Now, uh, you were late this morning. You were supposed to be here uh, to be on the air for uh, 7.45. Uh, I was waited. not late. Well, we had to celebrate the outgoing city council president. Oh, is that, is that what it was? Third time's so a charm. We, we got to spend yes, enough I've left, time. I've left three times already. <laughs> I thought you were uh, you were practicing for that Iron Man, and considering all the flooding we had, that river was full of poo, and you just wanted to take a dip this morning. Yeah, it's an easy easy yeah. flow. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet you it is. You know, uh, but, uh, but you are stepping down. This is, last night was your last night as a city council president? Uh, I leave actually January 2nd when the new council is sworn in and I kind of uh, like to think of an old uh, saying that's applicable to sports, making love and politics. <laughs> and Even though the first two aren't applicable but you always leave wanting them to have one more. So I figured I'll leave you know. Yeah, it's funny how more. he says it's not until January 2nd when yeah. I was the mayor, when I was mayor-elect. He wouldn't give me the key to the office <laughs> until I was actually sworn in the wow. day, like January third. Well, why would he you? Like kept the He's key. not in charge. He's what, are you, got... what are you? What are you doing? Like a credit check on the guy? <laughs> yeah, we did a Corey check. We, we, yeah. we didn't get the, the result. And then I got the key. I was like, okay, now I'm there. <laughs> yeah, he's like reaching for the key and uh, you know the gavel. No, 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 no. You're not that, sworn in yet. That, that was years ago when you had the booster seat on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he still has it in the corner oh, of his office. Oh, get him his Zweeback toast. And the cool thing is, you both use the same thing. Diapers and Zweeback yeah, toastings to, to for different reasons. Though. Yeah, oh, right. of course. Yeah, different you're, ages. You're not that different far away from the biter yeah. biscuit. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So I mean, that's uh, congratulations. No, but, thanks. I survived another uh, another go around, and we'll see where I pop up again. You don't want to run for that again, though, do you? <laughs> You never know where I'm going to pop up. You I mean, I know, know. I know you say the, you say that. We're but instituting I mean, like a, a top end age range too. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, at, you know, at some point, you know, just being in charge of all that stuff and yeah. you know, having everybody calling you and say, hey, can you can you get me in touch with the mayor? You know, can you can you get me can you get me Will Reichelt's uh, cell phone number? At yeah. some point, you just got to say, all right, right enough is enough. Just call the mayor. 
I did that last night at the meeting. Some guy was complaining about something. Well, the mayor's right there. I talked to him. He's taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not going to go too far, though, because we still have our sister city relationships that he's the chair of. Uh, yeah, we yeah, still yeah, chair yeah, the yeah. We redevelopment have our authority. Next year, I'm sure he'll be. He was there in the founding of the town. Yeah, Will, you're never going to shake this guy, are you? <laughs> he was it's never going to happen. Did you just say he was Maybe there? Maybe it's the other way the around. Yeah. <laughs> he was founding there. father. He was like John Hancock yeah. on the on the town of West Springfield's incorporation <laughs> agreement. Uh, is that, that's where you wrote the original. Uh, Absolutely. The, 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 where do you think town charter? The town charter. It was on stone. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Etched in stone. Yeah. And there was there was another set, but you dropped and broke them. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left it on a mountaintop. <laughs> Is uh, Mayor Will Reichelt uh, in this studio along with uh, with Ed Sullivan from West Springfield? You know, the uh, there's a there's a lot going on in town. Obviously, it's uh, your 250th anniversary. Ed was there for at least 249 of them. Yeah, you get that. Uh, <laughs> What the, what what's the big plan for the uh, the anniversary? What's going on? So on our actual birthday in February, we're gonna have fireworks at the uh, the middle school. You'll see them at the high school, but they'll be shot off at the middle school. So the center of town, we'll have a huge celebration at the high school, and then at, pretty much every month there's something going on uh, to recognize the city's history and what we have going forward. But the big things are. The actual celebration on our birthday, we have a ball in May. Mm-hmm. We have a big block party. So the, what the Rotary used to do with the Taste of West Side, we're going to try to bring that back in a, in a smaller, truncated form, see how that goes. And then we have a parade in, in August. Now, when you say every month you're celebrating a different part of West Springfield's history, you're talking about like you know the real big stuff, like the day they got a Costco or the day <laughs> that Hooters moved in. Or, or Mingles closed. Yeah, Mingles yeah. closed. That was a big day. That it was, was a, a big, big day. day. Yeah. 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 yeah, Mingles and... and and, uh, I was there with tears in my eyes. And the Wrinkle Ranch at the same, <laughs> yeah, right. the same breath. Yeah, yeah. Tears in my eyes those days. Did you now when Mingles closed? Did you notice Mingles and Geraldine yeah. when they both closed? Did you notice the STD rate dropped? <laughs> like all of a sudden went from like. And that was before per- my time. I don't. Yeah. We don't get those stats, but I'm sure that's no, true. I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be some connection. Yeah. There's just got to yeah. be. Those are sealed files in the health department. So <laughs> where, where where is uh where's the ball going to be held for the uh the 250 celebration? Uh, tentatively right now at Springfield Country Club. Oh, the, okay. As long oh, as it's good. in West Springfield, oh, yeah, I thought you were right. oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. somewhere oh, else. No. It hurts me to come over the river to talk to you guys. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, that is, it is uh, curious how some people just have, I don't know, this... There's a version to crossing the yeah. river, like it's, and you know, it goes the other way too. No, I know, I yeah. know, it, I know it does because yeah. you know when you know when I moved out of Springfield and moved to Hamden, I'm thinking, Phew, getting over the river now is really going to be difficult. <laughs> right, right, big deal. Right, right. Now, when you're when you're on the top of the hill in Springfield Country Club and you can see right across the river to to the city of Springfield, do, is that where you do the presentation? You're like, look, see, there's gunshots over there. <laughs> there's somebody getting mugged on that side, and here we are safe on this side. Because well, we actually this- have cannons set up at the top of the hill, just yeah. in case. But Cannons? you have those pointed yeah. towards Holyoke, right? Well, Holyoke, which used to be part of uh, West Springfield, as I mentioned. 1852, they left. So yeah, And now called, look at them. Yeah, they were called the Irish Parish back then, but now they are they celebrate the Irish Parish once a year. Well, I think it's Springfield. And I don't know all the history. Maybe he does, because he was probably there when Springfield Country Club was founded <laughs> in the 1880s. <laughs> wow. But it was founded... I, it was Springfield Country Club because it overlooked Springfield. Everyone came across the river and, and played golf here, and you could see back over the city. It was a nice view. Actually, it was when it first opened, it was a tennis see, club. Was there. It was a tennis club, not a golf course. So, it you know, it's evolved over the years. Yeah. No, that's, so. a good, that's a nice, nice course. Yeah. yeah. I always thought so. 
So you're also talking about uh, some other things that come into town too, like uh, like a brand new roundabout, and a brand yes. new rotary. Yep. Tell me about this. Yeah, I like right this in the idea. Downtown. So a big thing we've been trying to do over the past, I've talked about for you know eight years now, um, and it started before me, is doing more with our downtown. We don't have a huge downtown, but we definitely have a unique town common and space right outside the town hall with a lot of businesses. Westside Bar and Grill, Monopoly, Majestic is down there, mm-hmm. and we got a grant from the Mass Gaming Commission because it's technically route 20 kind of goes through there and brings all the casino traffic over to Springfield to redo that intersection and right now if you're you're down there it's a weird three-way type of thing and you go through and you might get hit but it's going to be a roundabout next year and 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 the 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 intersection we're talking about is is Elm and yeah so Elm and Westfield Elm and route 20 right in front of CVS is where the intersection is Mm -hmm. and that's going to be taken out and a roundabout will go in there. And the idea being, one, it's safer for cars, pedestrians, and mm-hmm. it will slow traffic down as it comes to the downtown. I'm really surprised nobody did that years ago. Yeah, right? it, you know, you think that those traffic problems have been a thing uh, for at least the last 20 years, as far as I can remember. Uh, but uh, you, you think somebody would have come in and said, hey, you know what? A roundabout would be great right here. Well, I, it it's weird because, you know, other it, – there is pushback for the roundabout because everyone thinks it's this crazy liberal idea and it's in Europe and it's not going to work here. <laughs> but we have, we have, which is weird for West Springfield because we have two rotaries already on the North End Bridge and, and the Memorial Bridge. Mm-hmm. So the idea that we can't have more of them, I don't really understand it. But even with our engineers design this, they're like, oh, you know, this might, this is a newer thing. I'm like, roundabouts aren't that new. No, so, matter of fact, Saratoga, New York, had, there was one section of there that has like four of them in a row, but but it they makes work. but it makes the traffic uh, yeah. go yeah. much easier it's, than well, it it's used to than be a light. With, with multiple traffic lights. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're not talking about anything that's like you know, like like crazy like in Amherst where like outside of Atkins Farm it's like it's a figure eight. It's like double you know, roundabout. It's yeah. a double roundabout. <laughs> yeah. I get a headache every time I go past that thing. <laughs> but there are times when you're in West Springfield where that intersection gets kind of. Uh, you know, jammed up and, and kind of convoluted, and all I ra- really want to do is go to a Serato's, and, and it just takes me more time to get there. So I understand the uh, the hassle of uh, of 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 it not being there. Yeah. yeah, let me ask you this: you just you mentioned that people complain about it, saying this is this is too progressive an idea. We can't do a roundabout here in the city. What is the, their alternative then? What is the do something else? The, like, not well, well, uh, do yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, do just, something else. Yeah. Or do leave it the else. same. Just leave it. It's worked before. It, it'll work now. They just just leave it alone. Yeah, but you they know? don't understand that the, the traffic increases year over year, yeah. and then you have more problems right. uh, come to time. Well, and, the, and the crazy thing about that intersection is, so the first time when I still worked for him, and I went to go get a slice of pizza at Benap- or at Bella, I went to go walk across the street from the Majestic over to Bellinopoly. I wanted to go hit the traffic button because there's a crosswalk there, and there is no pedestrian button. Mm -hmm. There's just a crosswalk, and it's kind of like do it yourself. Figure it out and cross, which really isn't the safest way to get across the street. That is so much more progressive than Northampton. (laughs) Well, the first problem was he should have stayed in the office when he was working for me. He shouldn't be able to get pizza. That was probably when I was mayor left, and he's like, I got things to do, and I'm like, yeah, we'll do them in January. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. Make make the traffic flow a little bit smoother through the city. Anything else you got coming up uh, we should know about? Uh, Riverdale Road's getting redone, Riverdale Street. I know everyone complains about that. The whole thing? Uh, well, no. so back in the day, they did, so probably 15 years ago, they did from uh, Morgan to Donut Dip, basically. So now we're going to do Donut Dip into Hoyoke. 
Mm-hmm. So that's going to all get redone. And they're going to add a bike path. And actually, yeah. we're, we're doing a connector uh, between <clears throat> Westfield through West Springfield up to Hoyoke. So when it's done, you'll be able to go from Amherst all the way down to North Haven once West Springfield finishes the yeah, connector. So, so the Bear Hole. So we talked about cycling before. Our, our grand plan is, and it's probably going to be after I'm gone too, but it's to put a master plan in place to show a cycling connection from West Side out into Westfield because they're going to bring the uh, Columbia River bike path up 10 and 202. Oh, that's cool. And if we go through Bear Hole and then cut across Barnes, Barnes has a service road, you'll be able to have it on an off-road path from West Springfield to their path. And their grand plan, it goes to New Haven now, but the grand plan is from there to Boston. What's their timeline on uh, like 20, 30 Westfield's? years? Westfield? Yeah, for the whole thing to be done. Oh, the whole thing's yeah, decades. 20, 30 years. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we're, we're working on I would say West Westfield's but it's not like you're putting probably a, you're 5 not, to 10. But you're not putting like a bike lane on Riverdale Street. Uh, actually, I think there's going to be an, there's gonna, so the state's putting a shared use path yeah. off on the side, so like a ten foot sidewalk. Yeah, because you know, it, whenever I think about riding a bike, and it's very rare, I must tell you, <laughs> but whenever I think I think about it, I've always said I would love to ride my bike on Riverdale Street. <laughs> so this is I where have, I want to go. I have early in the morning, and, and just like the road died that went in the Westfield Street last year, I think, and I and I rode Westfield Street without a, a road diet. It's scary. But and everyone's like, well, the, you know, no one rides bikes there, so why are we doing it? On Memorial Ave, you hear that. Yeah. It's like, well, because it's not safe. Like, you don't think when you're going to ride a bike, I'm going to hop on Riverdale because it's terrifying. <laughs> so if you build bike lanes and you build bike infrastructure, people yeah. will ride on No, it. actually what happens is it's still terrifying because you're, on, <laughs> you're still on Riverdale Street. It's got to pedal harder. You, <laughs> you, faster. You, you definitely needed to go on a road diet from all the asphalt you've been eating for the last <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. We have repaved a lot of the roads. Yeah, actually, so I made a presentation uh-huh. to the council last night because outgoing President Sullivan harassed me for the past three months to make a presentation. And now the construction season's over. We talked about the traffic calming projects we're doing in town, the ongoing construction, but also that the council approved a bond for about $8 million a few years ago. We've paved, with that money, we've paved 26.3, so just over a marathon's worth of our roads in the past three years. Oh, that's good. It's about All 20% right. of roads. We're running out of time, but uh, <laughs> can we get the Historical Commission to reopen Mingles? Uh, <laughs> can, we, can we do that? I mean, We can look at maybe doing like a little 250 <laughs> reception yeah, right, there right. and bring you, back karaoke night, all the crockpox of food on you, the bar. You don't even need to redo it. Just open it. Just let it be open. Actually, yeah. you just got to bring the dank back to the building. Yeah, yeah, that's That was what I kind of missed. Yeah. I got a question. Can I, like Steve said, we're almost out of time. Does anybody in West Springfield know what happened to the Lanjou sign outside of Geraldine's? It was spelled wrong. It, it was, was spelled wrong for years. It was supposed to be lounge, but it was spelled L-U-O-N-G-E or something like yeah. that. It's actually in the mayor's office now. Yeah. I, well, I know where the green... Overhang is my buddy has that in his house on Westfield Street. I don't really? Know See what I'm telling you? Oh, man. He knows where cool. it is. I was interested in buying that, but it was too much. It was like they wanted like a thousand dollars for it, and I thought that was just, I, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But but that, but that sign that that's supposed to say that has that misspells lounge. I mean, that's to me that's an that's historical, historical yeah. artifact that should never leave West Springfield for any reason. If we can get our hands on it, I'd love to put it in our museum. All right, so. good to know. Will Reichelt, Ed Sullivan, good to see you. Congratulations, Thank you. Great Ed. seeing you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. Safe and enjoyable. Day 25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
835 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Traffic alert. Road hug. Uh, Route 5 between East Hampton and Northampton is closed because of uh, flooding from yesterday's storm. Uh, they say the uh, the Connecticut River has reached its uh, flood stage, and it's probably not going to go down for quite a few hours. So mm-hmm. uh, find a different way from East Hampton into Northampton if you can. Otherwise, you'll be stuck in a boat. You remember when you were in high school and yeah. you had to do that uh, uh, that whole experiment of a water displacement? Yeah. Like you don't want to throw anything into the river on a, on a day like today when you know the levels are so high because uh, every time you toss, say, like used tires or uh, old oil barrels or you know vehicles, uh, it causes the water to rise. Oh, yeah. So I would, I would wait before you dispose of any of those things in the river – Wait until the water uh, re, you know, you know, you know, rescinds, and, and then you can do your legal dumping in the river. Yeah, that's uh, that's about right. Oh, don't forget your uh, nuclear waste. I don't know what nuclear I'm do waste or bodies. Another thing you know, you might want to wait on if you can. Yeah, gone are the days where we'd have uh, the spring body find. You know, well, like, after the uh, thaw, it, those yeah. bodies just you know show up. They would uh, just show up floating by uh, the basketball hall of fame. And, uh, yep. you know, eventually. But now we don't have that anymore. The, the seasons have shifted. Body season is all is all year long now. And they say Christmas time is the most wonderful time of the year. Boy, they couldn't be wrong. At least three people were killed as a result of the flooding and high winds yesterday. An 89-year-old from Hingham in eastern Mass was killed when high winds caused a tree to fall on a trailer he was in. In Maine, one man was killed when a tree fell on him and he was moving debris from his roof. And another died from injuries while he was suffered while removing a downed tree from the road. A tree fell on a police cruiser in uh, Guilford, Connecticut, but the officer was uninjured. And in Rhode Island, a woman was injured when a tree branch pierced her windshield. A uh, storm that barreled up the East Coast on Monday flooded roads and downing trees across New England, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands and forcing flight cancellations and school closures. Over three inches of rain fell in in parts of Massachusetts by mid-Monday morning, according to the National Weather Service. Wind gusts reached around 70 miles per hour along the uh, New England shoreline. Around 285,000 people in Massachusetts, uh, power was knocked out as a result of the uh, of the storm. So crazy day yesterday. Crazy. It was a, it was a crazy day, and uh, even down in Connecticut, they were having uh, some issues down there as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I know we don't we don't talk very much about Connecticut for some reason. I don't know. We, maybe we should talk more about Connecticut. It's our neighbor to the south. Yeah, I know, but it's like if you're in Springfield, you know, do you want to talk about Connecticut in, you know, in front of their face when you'd much rather talk about them behind their back? Well, you know, according to Marty, because uh, he knows everybody, <laughs> yeah, he said there's a lot of people down in Connecticut that listen to us. I like, know there like, are. Like as far down as uh, Weathersfield. And, and beyond. And beyond. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, don't, I, I suppose we could probably... Toss him a bone every once in a while. Do like a, I don't know, like a Windsor story or, yeah, you know, Ellington, you know, something like that. Eh, do we really, ca- yeah, we do care about those places because they're, they're nearby. We, it, yeah. care, the, the word care is a strong word. I would say we would acknowledge them. Well, listen. With, uh, with uh, a level of feigned concern. If you want to be in the news, you got to reinvent yourself. Do some crazy stuff. Do some crazy things that let us talk about you. Now, why do you think we talk about Holyoke so much? I would like to, you know what? I'm going to put a call out to all the folks in Connecticut. 
tell me something weird about your town, and you can email me that. Yeah. Uh, what's the oddest uh, thing that you have going in whatever town you're in? Yeah, but you know what? Maybe, uh, and that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. But you know, in, in, in addition to it, maybe if we can get some of the people that live there to do some incredible things, like newsworthy things. I'm not talking about like killing anybody or anywhere anything gets hurt, but you know, maybe like a, like a good property damage story or, uh, you know, like a good embezzlement. That would be good. We'd yeah. talk about you that way. And most of, most of the crime that we talk about that happens in Connecticut were, were committed by people from Western Massachusetts. It's like we're outsourcing our crime to go and, you know. Yeah, you know, it's always bothered me when someone crosses a state line to commit a crime and then go back down to Connecticut. Like, they're going to yeah. take the credit for all the good stuff. It's not like you have a Connecticut uh, sheriff's deputy coming up here and uh, blasting uh, porn through speakers in a car uh, in the middle of, a, of an ice cream shop. No. They don't take that kind of behavior lightly down at Coldstone. <laughs> despite the unless, name. Unless, yeah. <laughs> unless you're taking up too many parking spaces. Right. Hey, uh, Better Together Dog Rescue recently acquired the Dakin Humane Society in Leverett and wants to help a dog that has been in their shelter the longest uh, to find a forever home. Tulip is about four to five years old and was saved from being euthanized at an overcrowded shelter in Tennessee. She was adopted by a local family. However, the family couldn't afford to treat Tulip's cancer, so she was returned to the shelter. The Pitbull Terrier had multiple uh, mass uh, cell tumors removed in May and is now cancer-free. She's looking for a new forever home. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, adopting Tulip, get to bettertogetherdogrescue.org. Mm. Uh, Tulip is a petite little girl with the most soulful eyes. She always wants a snuggle and is an excellent work-from-home partner. She enjoys going on walks and playing in the yard. She adores children and any stranger she meets along the way. This girl deserves the world. This dog is adorable. The longest. You yeah. know what, though? It's like you're the longest dog yeah, that's like, ever been there. Just, and just because the dog you know, isn't uh, healthy, it looks like a very, very nice nice dog. It is a nice dog. Yes. So get off your butts and uh, go ahead and, and get that. Get that doggy. Get it. Go get it. Go get it, boy. You know, go my, all the way up to Leverett. My kids want a cat. There ain't yeah. no way in hell that I'm bringing another animal into this zoo I already got going on here. What about the uh, the guinea pig? The guinea pig's still there? Yeah, unfortunately. You got another, like, three years left of that. Was that how long they last? They're like five. I, you know what? We'll get the one that lives ten. It's five years on average. Your kids will be moved out of the house no in ten kidding, years. No kidding, and I'll be still taking care of the uh, the damn thing. Those things are nasty. If your child ever wants one of those, just say no. No, 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 no. Probably one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. I've never, I've never had to bring any kind of rodent. Yeah, that's into the what house. it is. It's a rodent. It's disgusting. We've you had know dogs, what it does? cats, and fish. I got to draw the line. You know what it does? It just defecates and urinates every five seconds. Well, you're no different. Well, no, but I use a toilet. I nobody has to clean up my uh, my my. My uh, with shavings, it's like wood shavings in the bottom of the basket. Yeah, but I, I can see you uh, dropping it in some wood shavings. Yeah, but there's nobody to come clean it up. Uh, like, that's yeah. the problem. That's too bad. Uh, two were killed and two were hurt after an early morning shooting in Jasper County, South Carolina, according to law enforcement officials. The Jasper County Sheriff's Office said they responded around 2:30 a.m. Sunday to the Baba Bar 
where they said uh, one person died. Another gunshot victim died after being taken to the hospital. The Jasper County coroner said the two people killed were twin brothers. Wow. Can you imagine that? 24-year-old Tra- Tranquan and uh, Trajan F- uh, Fripp of uh, B- B- uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. Uh, several hours after uh, officials said the shooting took place, investigators were still processing the crime scene. People who worked near the shooting, uh, where the shooting happened, but asked not to be on camera, said they're frustrated by gun violence happening uh, so close to their business. Can you imagine that, though? You, you do everything alike, your twin, in, up to and including the shooting death yeah. that you both died in. Now, that's some that's, a, that's some sibling uh, connection right there. It's tragic. It's tragic, but it's, you know, at least you died with your brother. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that uh, if you had questioned either one of those brothers prior to the shooting, I think they would both prefer to be alive today. Bax, I'm just trying to, to look on the bright side of uh, tragedy here. There, there, there is no bright side. Yes, there is. At least you died, but you died with the, the very brother you were born with. Now, I wonder which one has the closest type. You know, there's always one older than the other one. Uh, yeah, right. But even if it's seconds, by, even if minutes. By minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder which one did it reverse. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm just fascinated. We, I know, I know. Listen. I'm fascinated by this stuff. Aren't you? Uh, yeah, I find some uh, some twin uh, situations to be uh, you know uh, interesting. All right, let's talk about sneezing then. Much better. That? Sneezing while doing 70 miles an hour on the freeway can be scary. But the alternative is terrifying. A guy in his 30s was recently driving in Scotland when he had to sneeze and he decided he's going to hold it in. He closed his mouth and pinched his nose but still sneezed and it tore a hole in his throat. Ooh. Yeah. He showed up at a hospital in severe pain and the scan showed a two millimeter tear in his windpipe. Ooh. The technical term is spontaneous tracheal, tracheal preparation. It rarely happens this way. Doctors could only find a handful of cases. Thankfully, he's okay and didn't need surgery. They gave him some painkillers, and uh, the tear healed itself within a few weeks. Experts hope the story teaches people they should never try to hold a sneeze in like that. If you plug your nose, the pressure in your upper airway can be 20 times what it normally is. He said uh, he's lucky it wasn't worse. It could also call ruptured eardrums, broken ribs, or even an aneurysm. Really? Hmm. Holding in a sneeze? See, I do that. I hold and sneeze. Do that. I, I well, now, now but, you tell me I could have a perforated, uh, you know, uh, you know, windpipe. Well, uh, uh, all those other things. A couple of years ago, you were experiencing uh, AFib. Yeah, was that from holding in sneezes? No, 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 no. You're it's knocking totally, your heart rate off. No, nah, it's a totally different thing. That has nothing to do with holding in a sneeze. I don't believe so. No, you should. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't believe so. You know sneezes come out of your uh, nose at like 230 miles an hour. Like yes, that, like like if it if it was like on scale size, mm-hmm. it was 230 miles an hour. Did you know that? I've heard I've heard similar uh, you know claims. Sure. Yeah. Well, I made that whole thing up, so I don't know how. Well, much I I know there's a lot of velocity. Yeah. I I mean I know that because uh, we've all in, seen it. Comes out in full force. Yeah, I mean when you know when you're ripping on a good one, you know, and, and all of a sudden like you got like a like a sinus cavity that's just like yeah. loaded with the uh, you know what's in there, and you uh, and you suppress nothing. You don't cover anything. It's like you ever been around those people who, that they smell like the sneezes smell like rotten flesh. Yes. What is that? 
Is that like a like a condition? There's a lot have? of things that are going on inside the human body, yeah. Steve, that are absolutely disgusting. I can't begin to tell you all the disgusting things that the body does on a daily basis that we just take for granted. But if you knew what was going on there, you'd be repulsed by the human body. Maybe it's better we don't know what's going on. It's much better to not know. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Still Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 854 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Today's a uh, Shop Tuesday, Steve. This morning at 9 o'clock, if you go to rock102.com, you can save 30% off uh, to see Ruth Ann uh, Lundenberg. Uh, Lund- yeah, Lundenberg, hypnotherapist. You got uh, problems with anxiety, you want to stop smoking, eat less, drink less. Whatever's got you stuck, Ruth Ann can help you get unstuck. At 9 o'clock this morning, 30% off at the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Don't miss out. All right. Uh, people are starting to send in us, uh, stuff from Connecticut, by the way. Already? Yeah. We just mentioned that like 10 seconds ago. Uh, you're looking for Connecticut news? The Connecticut subreddit has a uh, hottest gossip in your town thread about a month ago. I think it's the uh, I think the funniest is the goose gate that happened in Columbia, Connecticut. So we're going to have to uh, check that out. Goose gate? Goose gate. I don't know nothing about no goose gate. Well, it's probably, I bet you know what it is. It's like, uh, remember that turkey? There was a turkey. I don't know what town that was in. I think it was Windsor or South Windsor. Mm-hmm. That was a... Uh, Attacking people? You remember that? Yeah. Uh, about five or six years ago? Maybe yeah. Maybe even longer than that? So, you know, we can look into it. Maybe it's a goose chasing people out of town. Well, uh, gooses can be, uh, or geese, can be very aggressive. Uh, yes, yeah, they can. They can. Well, that's, that's good to know that uh, the Connecticut's got their share of problems. Well, you know, everybody's got their share of problems. We just don't know about them until people tell them about it. So then we're going to, we're going to. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and find out what's going on in Connecticut. That's good. I always uh, always like talking about drunk drivers. They're always so kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The driver, whom two Nevada state troopers were investigating before a second alleged impaired driver hit and killed them, was found asleep at the wheel with an open can of beer in the car. Police found uh, 33-year-old Guillermo Pacheco, Asleep at the wheel of a Jeep on the I-15 off-ramp minutes after 46-year-old Jamarcus Williams allegedly drove impaired and collided with Sergeant Marco Labate and Trooper Alberto on November 30th. Williams had a blood alcohol more than twice the legal limit several several hours after the crash that killed the two men. The uh, News 8 Now investigative search reported at 3.15 a.m. video shows a highly intoxicated William uh, Williams leaving the Palms Casino with security officers. Williams then uh, hid behind a tree six minutes later, then got into a car. Abate and Felix responded to a call for a sleeping driver on the D Street exit at 3.23 a.m. The crash happened a minute later as the two men were outside of their cruisers to the left side of the parked vehicle. Minutes later, two Las Vegas Metro police officers responded to the crash site, finding Pacheco unharmed and asleep in the driver's seat with the ignition running and a beer in his crotch. Um, was there no space in a cup holder? Uh, well, you know, if you're drinking it and you fall asleep haphazardly in the middle of the street, you know. Yeah, you're going to get tagged for open container that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once in custody, he told police he was at a work party at Planet Hollywood. 
Hey, man, was just enjoying shots as the rest of them. We were hoping our old Schwarzenegger was going to show up and see if we did, but he never did. Didn't he start that place? Yeah, well, Bruce Willis did too, but I don't think he's getting out much. Yeah, no, I, but but this is what he was trying to do. He right. was trying to have fun at his work party. Las Vegas must be like, you know, after visiting there uh, a couple of times in the last six years, mm-hmm. what a dangerous place for anybody to be. I know people that live out yeah. there, and, and I don't, I don't know how. I mean, four days of it. I'm ready. I, I can't wait to get back on a plane to go home. Yeah, I, I have a friend who lives outside of the city of Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, doing uh, like sales for like a like a construction equipment stuff. So, you know, the debauchery and all that stuff doesn't really happen in that person's world. It's when they go into the city. That's where all hell breaks loose. There is some crazy shiznit going on in Las Vegas each and every day. All day long. All day long. It doesn't shut down. It's like a 24-hour mingles open again. Yeah. It's like a den of sin with buffets. And a Denny's. And a Denny's. The biggest Denny's you will ever see, by the way. By the way. (laughs) It's just about 8.59 at Rock 102. Rock 102.